Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Butler entered Game 7 hitting 34% from downtown during the postseason. He had just gone 4 of 8 from 3 in Miami's Game 6 win. He may not be the world's greatest three-point shooter, but he earned the right to take that last shot in Miami's defeat to the Boston Celtics, 196. It sends the Heat home. It sends the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals where they will face the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, kicking it with you on this Monday morning. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I can't fault Jimmy Butler for doing what he did in that moment because you know what, Harry? The guy played all 48 minutes Mm. on one leg, which Mm. he had done previous games, maybe not all 48 minutes, but the knee has been an issue since game three, as we saw when he got uh, got put to the bench. I was going to say bench. Saved from himself there at the second half of game three, and he's been dealing with it ever since. The offense was not there in game four. It was not there in game five certainly was there in game six and again on Sunday night, 35 points in 48 minutes, not enough to close out the Boston Celtics for the Miami Heat. I I don't really know what more to take away from Jimmy Butler because if the definition of somebody like emptying the tank (laughs) is what we saw from Butler on Sunday night, like there was nothing more he could have done physically in order to get the heat past this, past the Boston Celtics. And I know people are going to go back to that shot, I can't fault him for taking it. No, and when you say empty the tank, it's just like my gas tank right now because these damn gas prices are so high. I need to go to an electric car. But Jimmy Butler did just that. He drove his car up and down that arena and emptied every last thing that he had in his body on that floor. And I can respect a guy like that, Courtney. When you when you build your team, right, you got to have those junkyard dogs. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, you know, me and you, Courtney, we want to go – open up a can of whoop ass on some people. We got to go to an alley, right? We, okay. We need another alley cat with us. Jimmy Butler might be one of the first people I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick to go in that alley with oh, yeah. with us and, and open up that can of whoop ass because 100%. you need people like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always been that guy who's, I mean, I think about the time where he forced his way out of Minnesota because he grabbed two equipment interns, crunched the mascot and someone in the front office and orchestrated the whole thing of a game of five-on-five pickup <laughs> basketball Dropped the mic, walked out, did his interview, and said, peace, I'm out of here in Minnesota. He has that aggressive, intense energy, and that's how he plays. That's how he's always played. This guy does not know how to, like, do a halfway. It's either zero or 100 miles an hour, and it's usually zero when Eric Sprolster is having to save him from himself like he did in Game 3 and putting him on the bench for the second half so he could rest that knee. They needed Jimmy Butler. There was no way they were even going to make this a seven-game series without Jimmy Butler. And even though the shot selection wasn't there, he is not a terrific three-point shooter. He knows that. We know that. 
he still deserved the right to take that last second three after he grabs a defensive board, even with Al Horford backing up to the basket. He chose to shoot the ball. It didn't go in, and the rest is history. Here's Jimmy Butler following the game on his thought process taking that late game three. My thought process was go for the win, which I did. Um, missed a shot, but uh, I'm taking that shot. Uh, my teammates liked the shot that I took, so I'm living with it. If, I, if I'm a Heat fan, I'm not upset with Jimmy Butler this morning because I want my best player, the guy who has not only earned it but has proven time and again to be that guy to take the kill shot at the end of the game. He went for the win. He did. Not like, only that, he's the same guy that just scored 47 points in Game 6 and gave you an opportunity to even be in a Game 7. The same Game 7 that he had 35 points in. So you look at all the things that Jimmy Butler does. He defends, didn't come out of the game. Um, had to be tired, but oh his gosh, mental toughness kicked in, kicked in uh, to go along with his physical toughness. But that just it just tells you the mindset of a guy like Jimmy Butler. And I need the Miami Heat to get this man another star who can put the ball in the basket at will. Because if they would have had that, the Boston Celtics would have been in trouble, and the Miami Heat would have been the team that go went to the NBA Finals and not the Celtics because they did not put the pedal to the metal when they should have. They did not choke out their opponent. And they left that door open for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat to make that comeback. And once again, though, if Miami, transition-wise, defensively, if they knock down free throws, if they aren't shooting so poorly from the three-point line, those are three other things to go along with that Struce three that didn't count. That's four mm-hmm. things right there to go along with and they lost, players. And they lost by four. Isn't they that lost funny? by four points. How, how crazy is that? It's ironic, to say the least, but I think it all circles back to you cannot argue that Jimmy Butler was not the best player in this postseason on any team bar none. That's the hill that I'm going to rest on because with or with without Jimmy Butler, they don't even make it to Game 5. I am convinced about that. And I know Bam Adebayo got them through Game 3, and you know for a while it looked like things were trending in Miami's direction. Jimmy Butler is the reason that this team got as far as it did this year, not just because of this series, but yep. what happened, you know, the previous series against Philly. It's all Jimmy Butler. This offseason, ha- the priority has to be getting him a complimentary piece because anybody who wants to argue that Jimmy Butler cannot be a superstar in a championship team is wrong. He's shown you that he can. Luka Doncic also showed you that he could, granted, completely different stages of his career. Luka's 23. He's got to work on conditioning. He's got to work on doing all the things that Jimmy Butler got out of the way in the early part of his career. But that argument is the exact same argument as it is in Miami. Two teams with superstar players that need more around them than they currently have. I don't know what Miami could have done. I'm laughing right now. Can I tell you why I'm laughing? Of course. I'm laughing because P.J. Tucker... And Max Struess went two from nine, two for nine from the three-point line mm-hmm. yesterday. That's what, 22%? 22% from the three-point line? Yeah, the team shot like six of 33s, which was which is 20%. The, those are two guys. P.J. Tucker had zero points. Max Struess had um, eight points. He went three for 10 totally. Yeah. They're normally counting on at least 10 points from both of those guys. They got eight points between the two of them. And zero from Tyler Hero, who I know was dealing with that groin injury, but that was still a big blow for them. When he came out expecting to play, went through his pregame shoot around, and he did not play. You know, I think the other thing, too, is that this backcourt, 
they've got to figure it out. Like they they acquired Kyle Lowry last off season for a reason. He's been up and down. Disappointing and, season like, for him. Very disappointing, disappointing season. I think the 15 he chipped in last night, and I think it was 18 the other night, important contributions oh, yeah. in Game 6 and Game 7. He's not the reason that they lost. But P.J. Tucker, minus 16, that was the worst plus-minus of any player on the floor yesterday and just was like a liability out there. To me, I mean, with, with all of the turnover issues that Boston had, for them to all of a sudden not be forced into those situations in Game 7, I don't think it's just a matter of them tightening things up and playing better because they nearly gave the game away at yeah. the end. Let's not forget that. I think it's something to do with just like, gosh, Miami must have been gassed or just like mentally like not all the way there on the defensive end, which typically, I mean, that's a P.J. Tucker assignment. That doesn't have to all fall on Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they had uh, matchup problems in transition. Uh, you see guys not in, in key places. But I thought the Boston Celtics did a great job of getting out in transition and running and attacking early in the shot clock so the Miami defense wasn't as uh, potent as we were, we're normally accustomed uh, to seeing them. But when it comes to Jimmy Butler and it comes to the Miami Heat, find him another star, find him a guy that he can count on because that team, not just him, that team was tired last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching their half-court basketball was atrocious at times. When it came to the offensive side and the defensive side, to be honest, and this is a team that is good defensively, but offensively, watching them in the half court, I, I kept saying to myself, they have to tighten up their defense so they can r- get out and run and get points that way because their half court offense is terrible. Like Charles Barkley said, terrible. And it hasn't been good this postseason. Like that's where all of the issues for Boston and all of their turnovers, like don't give Miami opportunities in the half court that you can prevent by having, holding onto the ball and being smarter and making smarter decisions because it got got covered up. It got covered up. I got to say this. It got covered up Okay. because they played the Hawks in the first round. The Hawks aren't a good defensive team. Everybody. Oh my goodness. Oh, the the heat. They're they're magical. They're looking good offensively. It's the damn Hawks. They don't play defense and that's my team. Then they play Philly. Joel Embiid has a fractured orbital. He missed the first two games. James Harden out there looking like he too damn big and don't look like he in shape and has been a disappointment. Sorry, Pat, but I got to go on my rant right now. That's your team. I don't give a damn. But James Harden not looking up to par and playing to his capabilities. Right? And the Sixers aren't like that defensively, mm-hmm. but then they get to that Eastern Conference Finals, and you have a team like the Boston Celtics who then been through a Kevin Durant and Kyrie and a Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, and now they, 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 they face the Miami Heat and showed them what defense really, really is as well. It was tougher for them offensively. Jimmy Butler scored 82 points in his last two games. That is a postseason two-game high for the Miami Heat star. Played all 48 minutes in Game 7. 48 hours after scoring 47 points, another career high in a do-or-die with Boston two days earlier. Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. So on the Celtics side of things here, I found a really interesting stat. Uh, Grant Dowling, one of our great uh, sports content researchers here at ESPN, I asked for this because I was curious like, with Boston, we know that the Warriors are favored by three. That was the opening line in the series once an opponent was decided. They were favored going into this series, uh, going into the NBA Finals, before we even knew whether it was going to be Miami or Boston, which I think was a little unfair. I wish they wouldn't have released a line like that because <laughs> I just think it like is, it's just a cheap way to like disrespect, disrespect your opponent. Oh, yeah. But um, I was curious. Like, the Celtics have played two back-to-back seven-game series. They did it 
with Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference semifinals. They just did it with Miami in the Eastern Conference finals. And like you and I talked about earlier this morning, I think that the series with the Warriors is going to go six, maybe seven. So I was curious, has a team ever won the NBA finals having gone seven games, seven games, and then, you know, an extended period of time? So according to our stats and research group, only one team has done that. After winning consecutive Game 7s before winning an NBA Finals, that was the 1988 Lakers. So they beat the Jazz, they beat the Mavericks, and then they beat the Detroit Pistons in the Finals. And they're also the only Western Conference team to win consecutive Game 7s to reach an NBA Finals. Why do I say all of this? It's so rare that it happens this way that I worry that Boston's going to be completely gassed by the time that they face Golden State in game one and come out super flat. Like, that would be my biggest point of emphasis for for them because Golden State can start out really, really strong, as we know. I mean, they're the thing is, too, like, they can also trail in the third quarter and be the best fourth-quarter team that we see in the postseason. They're plus 94 in the fourth quarter. I can get into that stat a little bit more, but they're rested. They are ready, and they've been preparing for a while now, as Draymond Green had said, um, you know, to, to be able to get to the Boston Celtics, the team that they thought they were going to face all along. Joining us now on the, I don't know, do we have a name for this call-in line anymore? Nope. Okay, so joining us now, Amari Stoudemire, six-time NBA All-Star, five-time All-NBA player, member of our ESPN family here to break down a little bit more of the Celtics Heat Game 7. Amari, thanks so much for giving us some time this morning. How impressed were you with the Celtics for winning three road games against the number one seed? That's not an easy, that's not an easy deal. You know, it's, it's, tough, it's tough to win road games in the playoffs, especially in the conference finals. Um, you know, so, so kudos to them for, for accomplishing that. But, you know, they, they, are, they are a well-managed well, well team, um, and I'm not surprised. Amari, what do you take of the last second three by Jimmy Butler, him being the best player for the Miami Heat, their superstar guy, a guy that he basically put the organization on his back throughout this entire playoffs and the entire season, getting the number one seed as well. Do you question his shot selection, or you, you, you just got to live with it, with him being the best player? Yeah, you got you to live with it. I mean, obviously the analytics would say, well, it's a 29% shot. Uh, it's not his best shot. It's not his, it's not his high percentage shot, but – you know, again, when when you when you're when you're a basketball player and you're playing the actual game, you know it doesn't it doesn't come down to percentages. You know, what I'm saying it comes down to the best shot that you have, the open shot that you have, and at that moment, that was the only open shot within that space uh, on the court at that time. Al Horford was backing off of him. Um, he played 48 minutes, and you're not going to have the energy to try to beat him off the dribble and Al Horford's length and strength trying to get to the basket, you know, it would be even a lesser percentage shot if you ask me. So I do think you just live with that shot, that Jimmy Butler shot. Mari Stoudemire joining Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. Jimmy Butler played 46 minutes in game six, the game where he scored 47 points, a playoff career high. He, turn around, he turns around 48 hours later to play a full 48 minutes in game seven. From your perspective, having done this before, what does playing 45-plus minutes feel like late in the game? I mean, you had mentioned it with him not having the energy to drive on Al Horford and take that shot. What does that feel like for a player as, as the grind wears in? I mean, obviously you find a, you find a reserve tank, right? You know, you always have a reserve tank 
on standby for those kind of moments. Um, so, you know, and, and you prepare yourself for those moments. You train, you, you train at a high level to make sure that you're in top shape to where you can play as much as possible. Um, but in the playoffs, it's a different intensity. You know, the game is uh, more physical. You know, you, you, the, the officiating is, um, you know, the calls are not as often. And so you want to take advantage of the open space and the open shot. And it's not easy playing 48 minutes. I mean, it's, it's gruesome. There's it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, nagging little injuries that happen. And on top of that, Jimmy Butler is also recovering and, and you know, and still, you know, challenge, being challenged by this knee injury. Um, so I'm sure it's a difficult moment for him to play 48 minutes. Mario, what do you think of this finals matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics? And what kind of issues do the Celtics present to the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, it's going, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think this is the best. Though Boston and Golden State are the are the two best teams in the NBA. Um, and it shows, you know, in order to get to the finals, every time it seems to be that the best player, the best teams are the ones who actually get to the finals. So we are seeing the, the top two teams in the NBA. Uh, and these two teams are basically equally matched, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do give the edge to Boston because of their size and their strength and their ability to to guard, you know, any position uh, with multiple players. So I will give the defensive edge uh, to Boston, but it's going to be an interesting matchup. Amari, we know in the Western Conference Finals that the Warriors' number one prerogative was do everything humanly possible to try to slow down Luka Doncic, and they were successful in four or five games doing that, and it wasn't just sticking Draymond Green on him as the primary defender. It was Andrew Wiggins. It was Kevon Looney. They they gave him a lot of different looks. That said, spinning that forward to how this team is going to defend Jason Tatum, do you think they take that same sort of approach, or is this going to be a matchup where we see Draymond Green stuck primarily on Tatum? Well, you got to figure figure that out. As a, from a coaching standpoint, you got you to try to identify, you know, which one of your best defensive players is going to guard their best offensive player, right? So if you say Draymond Green is going to guard Jason Tatum, who's going to guard Jalen Brown, who's going to, you know, um, you know, so there's there's matchup issues um, for the Celtics, uh, for for the Warriors defensively, uh, but I'm sure they're going to try to figure it out and be and be the best they can be as far as switching. They can put Andrew Wiggins on a few guys. They got a nice nucleus of defensive players that they can rotate around and, and, and change up matchups, but it won't be easy. Now, Mari, I'm about to go rogue with this next question I'm about to ask you. Um, haven't seen you in a while since you and my brother were playing in New York together, Tony. But yeah. I do remember being down in South Beach at your place. And, you know, I go to South Beach a lot. I got to ask you, <laughs> do you still have your place down there? Because, you know, prices are getting high. COVID then came, still here. You know, everybody want to jack up their prices hotel-wise. I need to know, do a Mark Starter Mile still own that nice place? I'm not going to tell people where it's at <laughs> down in South Beach for the next time that I go down to South Beach. Yeah, man. You know, I'm still, that's where I'm at, brother. You know, um, uh, between, between. Miami and New York is my two places where I spend the most time. Um, so I do still have my place in Miami. Mm, okay, say less. Yes, sir. I know where Harry's going after this show. We were talking <laughs> about his uh, Memorial Day barbecue. He might come down to your place, Amari, and throw down. Yeah, let's uh, go. I got the ribeyes on standby. Ooh, I like that see, idea. See, say it again. Say it again. I got the ribeyes rib- on standby. See, I, I, the stat, stat, the question now is, do you have I produce a lobster? No he lobster. Eats, he eats hot lobster. dogs and hamburgers. I told him I don't cook that for no cookout. It's it's it's, it's real food. It's real food. 
Ribeyes. Ribeyes are expensive. Ribeyes. Amari Stoudemire can afford ribeyes, and so can you, Harry. Let's go. So you can have it for the rest of us. Um, Amari, quick one before I let you get out of here. I I know Steph Curry and the conversation surrounding finals MVP is a big one when we use the L word in sports. We talk about his legacy and what it would mean. And I know back in in 14-15, even Andre Iguodala said that Steph should have won the finals MVP that year. And then it was, you know, KD won the other two. Like, how do you feel like that that's going to affect Steph here? I mean, I know that he's not going to publicly talk about wanting to win it, but what do you think winning a finals MVP would do for Steph in the overall conversation about like how we view him uh, going forward? I don't, I don't, I don't think it really matters that much to be quite honest with you. I mean, winning a championship supersedes anything, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal. So if he gets another title, then the conversation of his legacy would be even greater than what it is now, even though it's already great at the moment. Um, so winning the finals MVP will be an addition to what he wants to accomplish or have another accolade or another trophy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it doesn't – I don't think it affects his legacy as much as we think. He's already the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's immortalizing his game. Uh, the next generation look up to him as the best player in this generation, uh, to some opinion, to some young players. Um, so he's already, he's already solidified. NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors have home court advantage. They Those games start on Thursday out in San Francisco. Warriors and Celtics, the last two remaining. He is Amari Stoudemire, six-time NBA All-Star, part of our ESPN family, joining Courtney Cronin and Harry Douglas Stat. here. Yes, sir. Keyshawn, J. Will, <laughs> and Max. Thanks so much, Amari. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Ribeyes. Mm-hmm. Want some ribeyes? Yeah. I'm like, actually, I mean, I know it's 920 Eastern time, like, but he said that, and now I'm hungry. How do you like it cooked, though? Medium rare. Oh, gee. Oh, Lord. Harry, don't tell me you're one of these people oh. who kills meat. <laughs> like, you, like, you're going to do it, like, well done? Oh, my stomach. No, medium well. Yeah. Oh, I almost threw the, up. The what is wrong with you? The meat almost, should be pink. I almost threw up in my own mouth. That's Did you say medium well? Yeah. <laughs> who cooks food like that? That's, Are you British? That's a crime. I cook it the way my guests like it, but when Wait. I'm cooking it for myself, I cook it medium well. So you, you so Courtney, is your food like moving on the on the, Move. on the plate? Like that joint making noise. I don't, I don't know why this is like a slander Move. on the way that I like my steak cooked. Sorry that I like flavor. Move. I saw how much like seasoning you threw on your lobster. It looked like butter and oregano and Old Bay and, <laughs> and God knows what else was on there. And you want to sit in here and criticize me about how I want my steak cooked, having it medium rare. Move. Move. Let's go to break. We'll continue our breakdown of Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They lost at home in game six. Had to come south to South Florida for game seven. Got out to a big lead. Butler the rebound with 20 seconds to go. Shot clock is off. He's going for the lead of three. Missed it. You know, to get over this hump in the fashion that we did it, obviously we took the toughest route possible. And then to win a game seven to go to the championship on the road is special. Ow. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Courtney Cronin, kicking it with you on this Monday morning. We're joined now by Mark J. Spears, ESPN senior NBA writer for Anscape. Mark, let's break down a little Game 7 action after Harry stops dancing here in studio. Or maybe you can just continue on dancing. I don't know. Maybe you're doing it on the phone, too. Just like candy. The electric slide. <laughs> electric slide right now. How do you feel about the way that both Miami and Boston played down the stretch? Polar opposites for each. I, I think it's just survival of the fittest, man. It, it's just like this... Um, this big fight that took forever and, and Celtics just, you know, had enough strength to last it out. Uh, it, it, I kind of feel bad for, you know, all the NBA fans involved because it, we didn't see everybody healthy. And, and that's the tough part about teams when you're, when you have long series for the Celtics, it's the second seven game series in a row. Like you're not going to get the best. I mean, obviously, Tyler Hero wasn't himself. Um, P.J. Tucker got hurt. Robert Williams, 15 minutes, wasn't himself. And so, you know, it's like the Celtics, uh, at least their stars were healthy. Obviously, Jimmy Butler's facing something, too. He got his knee drained the other day. Um, Celtics had healthier stars and, and were able to finish it out. But I do worry for them when they come into this Warriors series because the Warriors have been chilling in San Francisco uh, <laughs> for, for a few days now and don't have to get on a plane and haven't gotten on a plane in a few days. And, you know, the, when you have teams that have played game seven, two in a row, um, only seven, I mean, this will be the seventh time, only six of those, I mean, six of those teams have lost. So I'm, uh, I, I think, these last two series that certainly could potentially play a toll on the Celtics not being quite themselves uh, when they do play the Warriors, whereas Gary Payton got enough time, I think, to come back. Um, now there's some talk about, you know, Iguodala being back and uh, 
Porter. So I think uh, while the Celtics are still going to be um, trying to put some Band-Aids on, the, the Warriors could be a lot healthier. Mark, when you look at this Boston Celtics organization, having the self-awareness and the self-evaluation to – and Brad Stevens as well, to step down and go into the front office, hire Emei Doka. Yeah. He has led this team to the NBA Finals, but also it wasn't all cookies yeah. and creams. He got those guys to believe. How significant is this for Udoka? I mean, huge, a rookie head coach. <laughs> and then, you know, he had his struggles going in uh, as the team adapted and, and – uh, he adapted to the team, but you could certainly make an argument that from January 1st on, the Celtics were the best team in the league and figured it out. And I think that one thing that Ime has done is really, really, you know, brought the best out of Jason Tatum, um, made him a force, made him realize how great he is. And um, his players, you know, as a former player, I do think that there's a, a way he could relate to the players that perhaps Brad Stevens couldn't. And um, so he, you know, he's uh, for, I, I don't know the stats for rookie head coach. I haven't seen one yet, but for him to do that, yeah, the roster was good. Yeah. They had very great expectations, but still, you still got to get there. So I, um, did a story on him earlier this year, just telling his background. It's actually up on the Anscape site if people want to read it. But, I mean, Doc Rivers gave him huge respect. Um, I think everybody needs to give him huge respect because this, this isn't the norm. Usually this is a growing period of time. And if you look at, like, the job he did, the job Willie Green has done, there have been some rookie head coaches that have done phenomenal jobs this season. We're talking with Mark J. Spears, ESPN senior NBA writer for Anscape. Before we pivot forward to the NBA Finals matchup between the Celtics and the Warriors, I wanted to ask you about Jimmy Butler. He is a definition of somebody yeah. who just, like, emptied the tank, left it all out there. As the Heat go into the offseason, how do they prioritize what they're going to do to make sure that Jimmy Butler doesn't have to do it all alone next season? You know, I... They might have help in-house. I mean, uh, well, I think they do have help in-house. Like, Tyler Hero would have helped him out if he was healthy. So you you got to put that in perspective as well. Um, I, I expect Hero to come back and have a great season. Um, in terms of uh, Victor Oladipo, he's another one where I wonder if, with the time elapsed from his major injuries, will he be – a bigger addition next season too. Um, but I obviously, um, sure, he, he could use, I, I think he could use health more than he could use scoring help because uh, Tyler would have gave him that. And and also, you know, I wonder if Duncan Robinson could get moved this summer. Uh, teams always need shooting. And um, I'm sure that there's a – you know, maybe some men, I love his contract, but there's always a market out there for somebody to uh, hit a three. So perhaps that's also a way to, to get some help is to move Duncan Robinson. And, uh, but, I, you know, in terms of having people that would be interested in going to Miami, I don't think that's a problem. 
<laughs> I think people will want to go there. But if we have to keep in perspective that they were. And if Victor is healthier next year, Hero is healthy, I I think. If, if Hero is healthy this series, we're even talking about this. Mark, I got to ask you this last one. From the Celtics' perspective, what's the one thing you're worried about going into the NBA Finals? Not health. Health, because they're, they're talented enough to beat the, beat the Warriors. Uh, they have the size. Um, they have the talent. They have the superstar. They have the co-star. And obviously they have the defensive player of the year. Uh, but also lack of experience. Not one of their players have played on this level. So you, you have fatigue and then the awe factor. It's funny, when we were in the finals last year, I remember Giannis being in awe of all the media that was there. And I was like, bro, this is nothing. This is a pandemic finals. <laughs> it's like 20 people in the room. Real finals is like people from all over the world coming. So I wonder, you know, Game one, is it a wash for the Celtics because of fatigue and also the awe factor of uh, being on the road on this stage? This is new. It's different. So the, those are the two main things that I'm concerned about for, for Boston. Mark, great stuff. Thank you so much for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Can, can I get that music on the way out? Yates, you got that music? It's like candy. Whatever Mark J. Spears wants, whatever he wants, he gets. ESPN (laughs) senior NBA writer for Anscape joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coming up next, Harry likes ketchup on steak. I'm serious. (laughs) I wish I was lying. Wow. Um, But he's going to tell you all about that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Depends how it's cooked. Okay, so Harry was revealing to us during our last interview with Amari Stoudemire because we were talking about barbecuing and I guess we're all going down to Amari's house in Miami after this because he has ribeyes. And Harry asked me how I like my ribeyes cooked. And I told him medium rare. And he looked and then he started mooing. You want, you want to reenact moo, what you did? Moo. <laughs> so... Then he proceeds to admit that he likes his steak. I asked him, like, how you like it? Like, well done? He said medium well, right? Yes. So. I'm graduating. We were then talking about how it's disrespectful to put, like, A1 or their steak sauce on a steak because that's not how you're supposed to eat. And he said if he doesn't like the way that meat's cooked, especially a steak, he's going to put ketchup on it. If I don't like, if it's not seasoned properly, I'm going to put ketchup on it. So can I, can I, yeah, I, go for it. I don't want to name this restaurant because 
I don't have to pay for my meal all the time when I go to this restaurant. Is it is it in Atlanta? It's all it's a chain. It's all over the place. Okay. <laughs> but this steak, this this restaurant, when they cook their steaks, it isn't seasoned to my liking. So I have to so ask why, for a side why do you go there then? Because it's because he gets free food, Pat, free ninety nine, free, and it's a top steakhouse too. It's free. Okay. But you have to put ketchup on it. Yeah, so it can ketchup, taste like that's candy. Some, that's, there's something wrong with you. Okay, you see, like... I ketchup. Well, <laughs> so the my very first time eating steak ever in my life, I ate it with ketchup. So it's kind of like one of those things you revert back to every now and then because that's the way you first started eating steak. And so... If a steak is seasoned properly, I don't need any. I don't need any yeah, well, A one sauce, ketchup. No anything. kidding, nobody does. That's how but you're supposed to eat it. If it's not seasoning up to its proper standards, which in uh, being a man of color, we love a lot of seasonings. So if it's not up to the standards, <laughs> then I have to put ketchup on it. Okay, so you're basically eating a glorified hamburger at that point. Stop it, right? It now. is. It's just, it's like, a hamburger in a different it. form. Yeah, you got to put it on a bun. Yeah. And you just wasted all that money on that ribeye just to make it into a hamburger. <laughs> so he's been lying about what eating the, hamburgers. What if the, the ribeyes have, have been donated to me? See, there we go, guys. It's all it's angles around all this so stuff. You got, okay? you got donated ribeyes and then ruined them. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you ribeye after doing that, Harry. So now I got to post my steak on on Twitter now. So my my Twitter post for steak is coming up in about twenty seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I want to see how you cook them, because you did the lobster. So I, I just I just retweeted it. So it's, he says, yes, I cook lobster tails at his cookouts. It's on my Twitter at Courtney R. Crone. You can go see all the seasoning, like an absurd <laughs> amount of seasoning that Harry put on his lobster tails. <laughs> Let's see what's going on with the steak. Coming up next here, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Just looking for a cookout, that's all. Let us know where we need to pull up after we get off air here, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, don't invite the people from Greeny. Just invite us. <laughs> They're coming up next. they got to work anyways. Since we're talking cookouts, are you guys hot dog people or hamburger people? I don't think I've ever eaten a hot dog or a hamburger at any cookout I've hosted at my house. What do you eat? What do you make? Ribs, chicken. See, if I'm cooking ribs, salmon. chicken, salmon, all that kind of stuff, I'm not cooking a hamburger just say or salmon? a hot dog. Salmon? Salmon. Salmon, salmon with Al. Salmon? You really you pronounce me Al. You salmon. really hit that L. <laughs> salmon. 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 Get that out of my head. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, cruising right along on this Monday morning of Memorial Day. So we're a couple days away from the NBA Finals getting started here Right on, he, right here on ESPN Radio, Golden State Warriors have home court advantage in the finals. And the Boston Celtics, who, as we just talked to Mark J. Spears of Anscape, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out in game one and, and lay a clunker. 
because they are so tired right now. Oh, they know. just went back to back game sevens West from Coast. the yeah West, West Coast. Coast, East Coast, and from Milwaukee to Miami, and now they've got to go out to Golden State. And the Warriors have been hanging out at home, probably cooking lobster tail and ribeyes <laughs> the last few days um, for their cookouts. By the way, getting I just, ready. I just, I just posted the picture of the ribeyes that okay, I co- that I cooked that I cooked recently. Oh, all right. Wait a second, Harry. That's medium rare. That's medium well in my eyes. Y'all, I can't even right now. That's, that is medium rare. No. Look at the red. That's not. So all Yates, this, pay attention. All I need time, you to take a look at this steak that Harry just cooked. That or no, he cooked so, recently. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is medium rare. If you have Twitter, go to at hdouglas83 and look at the post I just posted. Um, also, I tagged Keyshawn J. Lennon Max. That, that's like medium at the least. Oh, so take take a take back all the bad things y'all said about me. Then can y'all yeah, take back? I can't eat this joint, yo. You can't eat that yet? It's too rare for me. Okay, so if that's rare for you, then Harry, you said that that's medium well? That's medium well to me. No, sir. That is like, that is. Uh, All right. I don't think you know how to cook. Yeah. I think Harry needs a meat thermometer. Like, can we get Harry a meat thermometer? Can we get a sponsor for that? Where's this mooing coming from? Because you were the one. His plate. It's coming from his plate. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? It is not mooing. It, it is not as red and, and as pink as y'all think. I heard it. Okay. There's a moo. Stop it right that now. Is, that is, I mean, that looks great. Honestly, that looks great. Something you would get, like, at a restaurant. That is, like, so, restaurant quality. No, I would eat that. It's a little better than a restaurant. See, because it's seasoned up to the right quality. <laughs> okay, what do, you, what do you season it with? I can't tell you all that, Courtney. See, that's 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 see, some nonsense. So my, my, like, parent, my parents are opening a restaurant. Right now they do a lot okay. of catering. So I can't give all up the family secrets and stuff out to people. Okay. They may try to copy our family recipes. Okay, and they will, they'll probably, I mean, honestly, they should try to cook it this way because this is the way that you cook steak. That's perfect. No, you cook steak the way the people that orders the steak ask you to cook it. Okay, you well. cook it just the because that's a pet peeve of mine. It's just like, that's why I fired my yard people two years ago. He want to cut my damn grass the way, at the length that he wants to cut my grass. And I like my grass to be high. So guess what? I gave him the boot, kicked him right in his ass, kicked him out of there, fired him on the spot. Don't tell me you're going to cut my grass the way I want my grass cut. How did he cut it? Like, what too, was wrong with too it? Too damn low. So you don't like it like the turf? No. You want it to grow a little bit yes. more? Yes. Okay. And not, they're not jobless, but they're not cutting my grass anymore. All right. All right. I'm sure they're somewhere else. Probably <laughs> not eating good meat. I mean, Harry, honestly, this looks great. I don't know why you, like, we were, like... I'm looking at my Twitter responses right now because I asked people to tell me. Harry says that it's medium well. I said it's medium rare. Um, and he, someone says, is that cowhide? Um, that's medium. Leave him alone. Medium for me. That's medium. I worked at Steak and Ale for 10 years, and this is definitely medium rare. That guy's getting a favorite from me. That's Jeffrey at Jeffrey M. Reed. You get a favorite because that's accurate. Um What's another So I'm one? getting a lot of love, though. I'm actually Where's getting... the char on the outside? I mean, that's that you're asking there for a little bit much. Love. Like you got to put like, a crust well, on I it. Did, like... I didn't. So sometimes I cook steak on a stovetop. And, and, and you sear it, right? Yes, and then okay. sometimes I cook it on the grill. So yep. I didn't. I didn't cook this on the grill. So that char. I think you get the good. char a little bit more from when you when you cook it in the oven for a little bit, and then you sear it, right? Like, isn't that well, where you're supposed to get the crust from? Well, so I sear it first. I sear it first, and, and then, then you do it in the I oven. I put it in the oven. Okay. Are you doing like cast iron? Are you one of those people? Cast iron skillet. Yeah, I'm old school. When I fry chicken, okay. I fry chicken also in a cast iron skillet on the stove. Okay. You know that that's the kind of guy I am. You know. Okay. But you know what? I I, I, like I, it. I love gas stoves too. I don't like the other one. What's the other one's called? 
um, like a electric, electric burner. Yeah, there you go. I don't like those kind of stuff. I like gas. I They're mean, terrible. honestly, you're getting a lot of love here on Twitter, Harry, because I threw this out there, and here this is a great response. That's that's more rare than me having a girlfriend. That's wow. what someone said on uh, Twitter about your steak. Do they need help? I mean, they might. <laughs> I think that I think you did a good job here, Harry. I, I, this should be your when you get back. Y'all to should Atlanta, be looking no, forward no, no, to coming no, 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 to no, no, Harry no. Douglas. No, is Pat, it, no, no. Is it is it a good job if you didn't mean to do it? Because what are clearly you, you weren't aiming for that. I think it's cook. called. I mean, that could be ignorance on Harry's part, thinking that he's been eating medium happy, well his entire life and it's actually accident. medium rare. No, no, no. So I haven't. Happy I haven't been. So I, I was a well done guy, almost burn it guy like, for the longest. So, so like, I've been like no red, no red whatsoever is what you used to do, right? Yes. Okay. Now I like some red. I mean, here, here. This is. I just can't get over it. This is perfect. Like I would eat this. Pat's upset. Pat. Pat's mad that you're saying this is perfect. Keep on, Courtney. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. I mean, you're keeping all these, like, crazy people away from me on social right now saying that, like, I said that Steph's, like, a terrible player in the in the finals. <laughs> all I said is that he's never won a finals MVP, and statistically speaking, he has not been at Steph Curry peak Steph Curry best in the NBA Finals. Um, look at Pat's face so right now. Look how, look how well, mad he is. Now, I'm, no, I'm just, now I'm looking at this picture of your lobster. and The, lob, the lobster is a little extra because of all the seasoning and put, it's just like too perfect. No, 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 no. Five my million wife said seasonings? It was no, no, my wife said it was perfect. Perfect. Because you can't actually taste lobster because lobster is terrible and tastes bad. I, you just have to taste my food, okay? Before you started bashing me, just taste my food. You asked, I asked, I asked Pat, what do you want me to cook for you? I'll cook anything you want me to cook. He mentions a damn hot dog. Burr, burr, a hot dog. And hamburgers. And a hamburger. And hamburgers. Yes, for two things. The lobster joint look crazy good, though. I'm not going to lie. It, it looks it's edible. all that seasoning. Yeah. What did he call it? Right butter? Butter yeah, boat? Butter boat. It's a vehicle for butter. <laughs> Yeah, butter for butter. For sure. <laughs> Golly. Well, I know where I'm going after I fly back today uh, from Bristol. Never y'all in Atlanta? Going Just down let to me know. Harry's for y'all. a barbecue. Um, Steel. Why you back there rolling your damn eyes? I didn't roll my eyes. Steel. You, Whatever you, you want, I got you for? too, brother. Hot dogs. You and whiskey. I got whiskey for you too. I'll drink anything. <laughs> See, he wants hot dogs. Yates, what do you want? You never even said. Well, um, oh my I'm a... I'm, I would like a a, a, a salmon cheesesteak, but that's oh, okay. A salmon cheesesteak? Cheesesteak? Salmon. Salmon with an L? <laughs> I said um, salmon. By the way, really quick, salmon. I go deep sea fishing in Alaska. My trip's coming up in June, so the king salmon that I have is basically fresh. And the halibut he's going to bring it here. Well. You're going to be in the ocean? So, yes. yes. He's going to Alaska, and then he's going to Columbia. Oh, you got to chill. Like two very different places. <laughs> yeah. Tripping. Wales is terrifying, because <laughs> 10 seconds. Okay. Well, this was fun. I'm going to go cook some salmon and enjoy my Memorial Day. Greenies coming up next here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.